Brandon. Hey, Alan. And welcome to Dice Over Everything. So while we're not in the game stores, we're still getting like all the news about games at least, aren't we? Uh, yeah, that's the only thing that kind of keeps me in the loop besides uh, my miniatures on my table, which have been progressively less and less painted. Not, not that they're removing paint, but I've been like painting less and less and playing more and more video games. It's been terrible. But you know what? Thankfully, we're getting all this news and it's keeping me hyped or making me more hyped and getting me more involved. Well, as long as you're still sane, that's, I guess, fine. <laughs> no, man. Video games make me, drive me insane. They're so addictive. They're terrible, but also awesome, but also terrible. Well, sounds like this episode will be good then now that you've yep. reached full So, madness. speaking of things that are terrible, uh, I heard Games Workshop is coming out with a new edition. Are you saying Games Workshop is terrible or the new edition will be terrible? Or good, but also oh. terrible. Oh, it's yeah. video games. They kind of go together. <laughs> <laughs> so you will play it. That's what you're saying. Um, I am not sure. So uh, mm-hmm. as we talked about before, I ended up falling into the 8th edition hype train. And mm-hmm. then after the hype train wore off, I realized it was all just hype. Not all just hype. Eh, no, it was all just hype. And... Then we played like a third edition game and I'm like, oh, this game is better than eighth edition. And uh, actually as the edition got uh, kept on going, it got worse because the initial, initially they released it with indexes were, which were, even though they were like, they were much more balanced. And then they started releasing codexes as, you know, as games workshop is want to do. And uh, every codex is specifically new rules for one army of their dozen or so armies. And whichever codex they release uh, rules for, they basically make that like overpowered or crap or just like, I I feel like they just don't play test things well enough or think think things through. So I kind of just like, kind of got fed up with uh, 8th edition, even though, you know, the books are pretty and there's nice art in it. Yeah, they've been gathering um, lots of really nice art as they, they keep producing more. And they, yeah, they keep they're, they're commissioning more. Yeah, Games Workshop is a big company, so they can afford really nice art. And they have like now like, uh, you know, a good art team that's cranking out uh, top-tier art, which with its own trademark uh, uber-gothic, uh, uber, yeah, uber-gothic kind of... Uh, what do you call it? Visual aesthetic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like that, the that part. stuff they were doing in always, the 80s. Sorry? It's not like the weird sort of twisted stuff they're doing in the 80s. It's more no, it is. There's, there, actually, there's a mix. There's, there's not as much. You're right. It's, it's not as cool as it was in the 80s. <laughs> actually, like, that is a thing. I feel like um, there's a lot. There, a lot of the old art was very interesting, right? All the black and, and different white stuff and, about. Yeah, the black and white ink. I think it's like John, more John Blanche kind of stuff. Like it mm-hmm. was out there. It's a bit more crazy. And then the newer art is a little bit more um, standard, I guess you could say. It's, it's like high quality. And like technically, a lot of it is good. Although some of it is kind of annoys me because they're like proportions are, are weird. Funnily enough, oh. that didn't bug me as much before, even though there was a lot of weird proportions in the old art and weird yeah. like uh, angles and stuff. But I don't know. I guess my standards have gotten higher or something. So like it's pretty except, well, because a lot of the newer art is skewing more towards like more photorealistic as opposed to more stylized, mm-hmm. uh, it's more annoying when the, uh, what do you call it? The... Uh, the proportions or the, what do you call it? The perspective is weird. Yeah. Because it's more realistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're expecting it. You're, as opposed yeah. to cartoon, it looks meant, weirder. Yeah. Weird contorted view of like a whole contortion. So yeah. People's parts in the old art fits in with the themes they're using. So anyway, it fits the modern day. Yeah, it's true. I feel like this is what people kind of expect. Um, So I'm actually kind of most interested now that I think about it, about the new art in ninth edition. And of course the new models that might be coming out, but 
are you at all <laughs> what do you think about it so you didn't play eighth right yeah, yeah we we played eighth did oh we? Did, no we played third did we no, play no, no. Oh, we, we i played eight with a bunch of people yeah, yeah. we played amalgamations but i think it was mm. and we so with some third thrown in my issue is just the scale of the game like uh-huh. that's what it comes down so, to is that I want something that's going to play in a certain period of time. Mm-hmm. And I've realized that I don't want to play the rank and flank games quite as much. Uh-huh. So 40K just doesn't appeal for doesn't what's it... being put on the board. And the figures oh. themselves have like a, the aesthetic of them. If I played the game, I wouldn't be playing with their figures for a large part. That's mm, the thing. Okay. So, so, so many I... interesting like conversion parts or alternative versions that yeah. I wouldn't even be playing their minis. Except Admech, yeah, so, maybe. Admech is actually quite, like, the level of detail in it and the uh-huh. just the character to it. Yeah, and people. also, like, the biggest issue with um, Games Workshop models, in my opinion, is they have the quote-unquote heroic scale or, or they have big heads and ham hands, right? They have pumpkin yeah, heads, yes. ham hands kind of thing, which I'm not a big fan of. Uh, and they've, they've kind of reduced it these days because they've with, with realized the introduction that it's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but it's so I guess still talking there. about so I guess talking about ninth edition, they're still they don't intend to cut out the old school space marines, but like they're introducing new Primaris bikes, etc. But they're not delivering. Yeah, so they're the kind of replacing everything, at least in the space marine line, right? Yeah, like they're talking. Like, about do you think they really the needed a ninth edition to do that? They could have just released a new codex and said, "Oh well, no, this is a eighth edition." This is the new 8th edition Space Marines, and now every single Space Marine equivalent of the old days is replaceable. Well, it's probably still too soon because I hear so many people lamenting the fact that they might eventually do it. They're, they're scared of things still? changing. Since, yeah, they're still around. But don't they realize that once... Uh, oh, maybe this is not true, but I assume this is true. Once they say that pr- there's no more normal Space Marines then there's just Primaris then you can just use your old Space Marines army as Primaris because no one will get confused. Right now, you can't, actually. Because... The wrong bases? No, no they're, they're not. The old ones are the same size. You have to, you're supposed to rebase all of your old Marines on new... Yeah, yeah exactly. But the old ones are the wrong size bases. See. No, no, no. What I'm okay. saying is, I, I'm pretty sure all those people rebased their armies already onto 32s. Oh, yeah, yeah. So... Right now, if you want to run your old, like your old tiny space marines, like then people will get confused when you say, "Oh, these are all Primaris," because technically you can run both. But once you can't run non-Primaris, then that means there's only one type of space marines. Like once, once there are nothing but Primaris, then there's also no Primaris. There's just space marines, which means you could just use your old models and then they run. They run with space primary stats, and I guess fluff-wise, you can just deal with that whichever way you want. Yeah. Anyway, okay. just have to stop making the models available, and people will stop. All right. So you are not excited, or you don't care at all about ninth edition. Is that is this what I'm hearing? <laughs> so if they introduced a new way of playing that was meant to be uh-huh. just smaller scale, I could see myself they looking at it. Have. Ooh, they're getting you. They're like, they're, they said, yeah, they said there's now going to be a smaller scale way to play. A five, I think it's 500 points or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. I don't know, maybe it's 500 or 1,000 points version of the game. Yeah. I very much doubt it's going to be any different, except maybe there will be restrictions on uh, what you can bring. So you can't bring... I don't know. I, I'm just guessing, right? But they like did say there's going to be different sized games that you can play. They mm-hmm. specifically said that. So, and I, I assume it's not just going to be like, yeah, you can play at any size. There's nothing different. We're not tailoring it at all. Just play a thousand points. It's fine. You can still play on the 6x4 if you want, right? Yeah, but play on 6x4. Play with one guy running a 600 point uh, uh, Imperial Knight. It'll be fine. <laughs> Just do mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Even though that scale should really have entirely different missions and everything else because the yeah, game will so, play entirely differently. Anyway. Yeah, so I, I'm going to guess that they're going to put restrictions on that. Otherwise, the game 
can't work, right? The game is scaled to be 2,000 points. Like if you bring, it's just like when we were playing War Machine, when you have a Colossal, which is like half the army, yeah. it's broken at 35 points. They broke 35-point games in, Mar mm -hmm. in March 2 because they introduced Colossals. And they didn't because it became it, yeah, it became just a rock paper scissors. If you brought stuff that could destroy the colossal, then you win. If you, you didn't, didn't then you lose. Yeah. And so, if you do the same thing in Warhammer, right? If someone brings an, a, a piece like Imperial Knight that's half their army, you probably can't kill that if you bring a balanced army because too yeah. much of your infantry is just going to be a waste. Well, we'll see if they think of that. And it, and just like I was saying, I think it would be entirely different missions. They are based around having large numbers of troops to cover ground mm -hmm. more like small locations to control yeah so to me when i think about ninth edition why i was like oh we should talk about this is um this is games workshop this is for hammer 40,000, and this is the biggest game in the market right and when it gets a new edition it kind of what what made me surprised is first of all I've I've been like really down on eighth edition for a while, um, so when I looked at the changes for ninth, there's a couple of things. One thing is that I was pleasantly surprised on with a lot of the changes that it had. Right, like terrain was an issue. Right, that that we mentioned when I when we talked about eighth edition, it's just like they removed all the terrain rules and that was stupid and made the game basically just yeah. set it and then shoot the guy yeah that's what i've found just from watching people play they're like they don't even pay attention to the drain which is a byproduct of the rules just not working well for the game yeah and then they had to make specific terrain that mattered and basically the terrain has to be giant because because the only real terrain that works is blocking the entire line of sight which means they had to make terrain that was huge that blocks entire line of sight to things like an imperial knight which is like a 12 inch tall model or maybe nine inches or something right yeah and nine inches tall and like eight inches wide so now you have to to play with that your terrain has to at least block that <laughs> otherwise yeah. it's meaningless well, the thing is like their standard terrain is like the ruins which have holes through them everywhere so they became irrelevant for the whole game they sell all sorts of small crates they don't really cover whole units yep so, and there was no penalties for shooting through terrain yeah so oh no there was yeah, yeah, there was none. You have to be inside the terrain to get a bonus. Yeah, but and most of the terrain didn't have like bases on it to make it into a area. So that sort of terrain didn't even, <laughs> you didn't even go on the board because they didn't make it that way. People weren't willing to build it themselves from scratch. Yeah, most people weren't. So you would just see people line their armies up on either side of the board and advance a little bit and then shoot each other. Shoot. And to be fair, in some ways, it's a I think bit also, fun. yeah, oh yeah, there's a fun element to that, but then like the depth isn't there. Yeah, and the funnest part, like we talked about before, was lining up your models. So, but you know, now that they're adding more terrain rules, we'll see how it goes. But that's an acknowledgement of the fact that their old rules were stupid and janky, and non-existent actually mostly. Yeah, I guess they, they said they were going to give more instructions and like diagrams to people about what they should be doing with terrain because they don't trust their own players because clearly they didn't get it wrong with the rules. It must be the players not understanding that they were supposed mm. to build bases for all their terrain. And how they're supposed to be. And it's going to be like, you need this type of terrain, which, <laughs> well, I don't know, is, is this terrain that we sell? And it has to be this big. <laughs> and it's going to be like, yeah, your terrain has to be 12 inches by 24 inches. We understand this is a thousand dollars, but you will be happier. It'll be this is the way the game is supposed to be played. They mentioned it's like they're going to make it like the third army, and I can only think like what they're thinking inside. It's going to cost you. They're like, be prepared to pay for a third army worth of terrain. Exactly, inside their heads. So yeah, so that's that's a good thing. What other things did they say that that was good? Oh, they're going to fix the whole command points things. This is one of those things that. Uh, bugged at least me or a lot of people is that you got bonuses for making your army be in small detachments of units as opposed to having, having command of general. Having more yeah, variety so, from different factions. 
Yeah, exactly. You got bonuses for that instead of negatives. And now they're gonna they finally figured that out and went back to the thing that was in third edition where you have a force organization. And if you're trying to and although it's not limited anymore, when you try to go outside of the force organization, you'll start paying points as opposed to getting free ones. Where yeah. the current system is right now. So that's a that's a, actually a very good change. Those are two of the obvious issues. Um, yeah, it sounds like new rules were like new core rules were needed for that. Yeah, so so I think like you could say they've been listening to feedback and implementing it, but I don't think ninth edition will fix anything that I don't like about eighth. Besides, like the small things. Okay, so as I told you, I, my big issue is just the scale of the game, which they, yeah. they don't intend to change. Yeah, and they're using all, and yes, exactly. So like you said, scale is a huge problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, The game is just way too big. Just through points inflation, the game is bigger than it used to be. Like they say it's 2000, still 2000 points, right? You can say, oh, although technically 1750 was more of a real format before and it's less of a real format now. So, So even the points have gone up, but even per point, things are cheaper than they used to be. So the size of armies is way bigger than it used to be. And Mm -hmm. they're not fixing that because like, we know they're not fixing that because they said that the old codexes are going to be legal. Yep. So So those give you the points and it's unlikely they're going to say, go play 1500. So that just cuts their bottom line. Well, like I said, they did say that you can play it on different points levels, but we'll see what it actually means when they say, oh, just you can play it at different sizes. Play a thousand points and we'll see how the game goes. I feel like it's, it's even though they say that, Games Workshop says a lot of things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you, like you said, there's that rock, paper, scissors element that now comes into it because certain things are skewed until your yeah. army gets big enough. You can't have yeah. things to deal with them. Yeah, and I feel like well, it, it remains to be seen, but I don't think that's going to truly fix things. But if, like, truly work, although maybe, maybe 1750 will become a real thing again, and then you can play with smaller armies. Yeah, it really does matter what the, the game maker suggests, because people eventually like, yeah, gather around it. Yeah, to a size. Yeah. But the same thing happened with, I feel like, War Machine where they had two sizes, 35 points and 50. And I thought 35 points was better in terms of size for the overall gameplay. But mm-hmm. they released so many models that made it so, like we said, rock, paper, scissors at 35 points. You had to play it to 50 points because they started balancing units around 50 points and just ignoring balancing it at 35, which means everyone's just started playing 50 points. And it was too yep. big, I think. For the game, it was. It made the game too too tough to play in a normal time span. And the game yep. became really stressful because you're meant to play on the clock for tournaments. And I noticed, like in Eighth Edition, they said, "Oh, this is going to be great because you can play it really Eighth Edition really fast." Um, I noticed they didn't say that for Ninth Edition. They didn't say yeah. that streamline the game to make it shorter is a thing, and we realize now, like the Eighth Edition being shorter is a lie. Mm-hmm. If anything, it might be a little bit longer because there's all these like re-rolling and things going on, right? Yeah, they took away the thing about the templates in eighth, and that's really a good, that was a good like, thing. Yep, that, that was a good change. Would have sped things up. Mm-hmm. But they should, they could have just backported that to seventh edition and cleaned seventh edition up. No, as opposed to creating an entirely new system with a bajillion re-rolls, where you get to re-roll everything. That sounds like second edition, but whatever. Second, second edition was pretty slow too, to be fair. Yeah. Oh yes, it was, and that was. Part Except of the it. armies were like less than half the size. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So they're yes, not gonna. Think, yep. Yeah. So I think one thing you were looking at was the. They said they were going to make the morale more important in the game. Yep. Which, I don't know if you believe they're going to make it useful or it's just this is again yeah it comes down to if you believe in them to make it matter or not yeah i think that the way they did it right now where you just like 
roll on your morale and you can lose extra guys is fine. It makes morale matter. The reason why morale doesn't matter in the current game is just everyone and their mom got fearless, right? It's the, it's the thing like, can you really trust Games Workshop to not break their core rules? And that because they want to make something cool. And basically they underpriced the value of fearless. So people are like, oh, well, I'm not going to take this up. It's not fearless because it's, it's not yeah. that many more points to go fearless, which actually keeps my yeah. army on the board. And, and, and technically suck. gives you more CPs too because you have a smaller squad size. Mm -hmm. So the entire way that they did it was just like, I don't know. Like technically they could fix it and make it better now. Um, Your points balancing the stuff without it is just cheaper or just yeah just have less fearless or just just do it a different way but when they already messed like the system was fine they messed it up through special rules why do you think whatever system they come up with now is not going to get messed up with special rules yeah so i think the idea behind it is good but i just have no confidence at this point for games workshops rules writers writing team to not mess it up yeah so on the note like, of like yeah. of judging them for the new edition, we could judge them very superficially on the new logo if we wanted to. Okay, yeah, sure. So this is exactly the kind of thing. General ideas, general basic concept design, mm -hmm. Games Workshop, I think they do really good on a lot of it, right? Yep. Like the core rules of 8th is actually not terrible. It's fine. But the layer upon layer of crap that they put on... <laughs> quickly ruined 8th edition and made it terrible. Like I said, indexes actually made me, uh, were promising, especially when they said they're just going to update the indexes with like a 2018 thing that like yep. a 2018 or every year is going to have like an, an update that updates all the rules for your army and you just run on the indexes. And then they immediately, maybe I misinterpreted what they said, or maybe mm -hmm. they immediately abandoned that. And then you had to buy the codex for the rules of the army. And the codex would just throw away a lot of the things in the index and change things entirely. So you can, and then give you all sorts of special rules to make your armies more strong and more broken and more BS. Well, they probably realized the bottom line is they need to put so much shit out there for people to buy mm -hmm. to make themselves the money. So they need the codex to get all the yeah, crap it's true. It's like a, just In some ways, it's like a catalog. Yeah, that's it's exactly. catalog and advertisement for their new models. They're like, yeah, because like we started out with, you figure there's gonna be a lot of cool art coming out with it too, and the codexes are how they deliver it, make you enthusiastic yeah, about the army. So, and then when you see it. a cool rule, like wow, this thing is super powerful in the in the codex, and you're like, oh, when it comes out, I gotta buy it because it's so strong or so mm -hmm. cool. So, yeah. yep. So yeah, yeah so that's the thing. Nothing has really changed. And technically, it didn't even change in 8th edition, even though the marketing changed. Codexes and codex creep and codex brokenness and codexes not being tested enough, still a thing. Not going to change. Didn't change in 8th. Yeah. Not going to change in 9th. And it didn't sound like they were just going to put all the points values online and not put the points into, into the codexes. The yeah, I don't think they said anything about that. So No, I don't either. That's, but they that, are, would fix, yeah. that would fix the whole problem. So you can write whatever crap you want in the codex. That's, no. It's not going to fix the problem, though. Depends on how often they, they patch things, right? But that just means that every six months, you're still going to... There's just going to be something... like Whatever is the new codex is going to be broken for six months. you got to run that until they finally patch it. So the question is, are you going to wait the six months? Like, is it really At least worth they can it patch it. At least they, they're, they're already patching it. They're already yeah. patching it. They already patched the points, even though they print them in the codexes. Well, they just shouldn't print them in the codex at all. Just yeah, I, I agree. Know. I agree. Although they did that with uh, X-Wing, and it was, I think, bad. Because it became yeah, super hard to get the points. Yeah, because X-Wing is a different scale of game. X-Wing, you put three ships on the board, and literally it's just a bunch of cards in front of you. But then you have to like print off this list of points to match... Your 40k games. army is so... Big, you have to make like a spreadsheet or you have to have an army builder whereas with, okay. with x-wing you can just take your phone out type a bunch of stuff and there you go okay uh, you know what, you if you're just it. using your phone built like a, a, a an app a, a army builder maybe it's fine mm -hmm. but it was really annoying to not use the app and just use the pdfs for x-wing but anyways go on about ninth oh just 
if we want to judge them superficially on the logo, because they came oh. out with a new logo after quite a while. Yeah. Which it's not actually that jarring. Like it fits into the new sleek aesthetic we kind of talked about them having it's with a the more art. modern aesthetic. Yes. It's not but, uh, mm-hmm. 3D nope. flat. It's like material like yeah, like Google-esque, you can think about it. Like web-esque, right? You know how web, they got rid of all of this like fake 3D shit? And yeah, now it's just like... shit, they got rid of all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so now everyone just accepts the idea that things on the online, like it's on a computer, they're just flat. So having a flat shape is fine. You don't have to make it fake 3D to trick people's eyes into thinking it's 3D. Yep. So yeah, it's, it's fine in that way. But there's like all sorts of little details of how the typography was done with where you think things should line up with the line they put through the whole thing because mm. that line through it is kind of like a callback to some of the earlier designs that have like the 80s design where it switches mm-hmm. colors with the gradient to make uh-huh. it look sort of metallic but now they instead of having that metallic gradient thing that was common with the 80s there's like okay here's a bar through the thing as a callback mm-hmm. but then the pieces of the letters like the lines through the a lines through the h mm-hmm. and like the w's and you think mentioned the, the well, e. anyways, the, yeah, the E, like they didn't line up the parts of the text with that bar that went through it. The bar just goes through it wherever it hits the letters. Yeah. Which might be indicative so, of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically if you look at this line, if you're looking at the logo right now, you will look and you will see that the W it, it goes through, it doesn't touch the bottom line the, the bottom edge of the w but it almost yeah, it, could, does. it could turn it it could turn it into two v's which is what you would expect the bar to uh-huh. do but instead it leaves a little nub at the top and it's joining the two uh, i think it's on the bottom there's nub on the bottom uh, for the w I mean, and then on the a it just it, touches the edge the the tip of the a yeah right which i guess is fine but this is like different than the w where it doesn't doesn't touch it doesn't touch mm-hmm. the point, whereas the A, it touches the point. And then for the R, you get to the R, it actually goes through the middle of the R, which is what it looks yeah. like they lined it up with. Yeah, right in the middle of the R. Mm-hmm. But then their font they chose, the R, the, the H, the, lot, the bar on the H doesn't line up with the bottom part of the R so that when it goes through the top of the, uh, right in the middle of the R, it actually hits just above the line of the H. So not exactly above so that it just, it's like a straight line across throughout the yeah. H. It basically looks like a mistake, right? Where it's yeah, just it looks like, like somebody was making sidewalks and one of the sidewalks isn't the same level as the other ones. Yes, exactly. So you have the H on one top and then it goes down and then it goes back up just a little tiny bit. And just then you get to the trip you when you're walking past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's the A again. The M's are, I guess, fine. It just goes through a portion of the M. Yeah. And then the E, again, the E ver, uh, horizontal line doesn't match the R. So again, it's just like it leaves this little, I don't know, lip when it mm-hmm. gets to the, the, the middle part of the E, right? And yep. the, the blank line that goes across. So it basically is like, just kind of looks bad. When you yeah, it's all fine. Too, it actually it looks good be. from afar, but when you look yeah. at it, you're like, that's kind of annoying, right? It's a little bit jarring. Yeah, all the fine tuning is off, which yeah. maybe we can just take as a, an indication of what they'll do for the rest of the game. That might yes. be presumptive, but, like, but that's what they've done. Like, you and I looked yeah. at it for 10 seconds and realized, oh, that all the fine tuning that should have been there with the fonts, mm-hmm. they just skipped over. Yeah, I feel like that summarizes, yeah, it summarizes their entire design philosophy, whereas they have a pretty good core design, right? It looks good. We, we talked about that. So the general look and the general thought that goes through it, you could say the, their core designers, where they're like, oh, it should look like this. And then you have the tweaking. And the tweaking is where they just, I don't know, they put on their, I don't want to say, I don't want to bash anyone, but I feel like they're, they're let's say, I can't say they're junior designers who, who don't know enough. They're like, all right, junior designers, finish this stuff. And the junior designers just don't have the skills to make things polished and make it work. So the same thing with the rules. The core of 8th edition actually is fine. It's like eight rules or something like that. But the guys that are sent on to tweak it 
to actually make the final product, they're terrible. Like look what they did to command points in the initial system, right? They just made it some terrible monstrosity. Look at what they did to the AP system and the armor value of the system. They messed it up so badly. Now the like everyone needs all of the, the heavy armor now needs invulnerable saves again, which I guess yeah. technically they used to need that as well, but they still need it now because there's so much AP, which invalidates their entire system. And it sounds like they're, they're giving now chain swords AP. So now there's just more armor piercing. Why do you even have an armor stat if everyone just uses, if everyone has just AP weapons? Just get rid of it. Why do they have people up armor? Mm-hmm. It's the kind oh, of thing good. that's all the way through yeah. the games. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, so that's the thing. I don't think it's going to fix the fundamental issues with Ninth. And, and even a games that I like from Games Workshop, I think, like, uh, I was playing Apocalypse, right, which is my preferred way to play 40K, which I really don't yeah. play that much, right? Again, maybe it's just the size of, of the armies you need to play. Right? A 2,000-point army is it's too big. But, like, Apocalypse, the core rules are actually really good. I really like them. I think almost all of them are good, the mm-hmm. core rules of, of them. And then I, I definitely see they didn't spend enough time balancing the units because they had to create every single unit <laughs> in the, oh, in the range. Yeah, okay, so which is understandable, right? And this is the side game. But then you could definitely see the command cards, which is a thing in, uh, which is like, the command cards is, is during the turn, you, you, you have a deck of cards and you draw them and then you can use them as abilities, right? And they're kind of core to, to add that you know, army theme to your armies, right? Or at least to give your more strategic kind of, it's a, it's a cool strategic layer onto the game, right? Yeah, because you don't see everything on the board. A lot of things with those rank and flank games that make them a bit, have a bit of a downside is you can sometimes see what, exactly what's going to happen in the game just yeah. based on the positioning of the troops. Exactly, no, but like if you have a card, game. yeah. And the cards are not crazy. Some of them are just like, oh, like re-roll, re-roll dice, or like change your, like you have to make, uh, you have to issue commands to your groups. Some of them are just change the command to the group, right? Which is like a cool strategy. It's a cool thing so that your opponent thinks he's going to do one thing, he's actually able to do another, right? Those are cool kind of ideas. So the core concept is good, except when you look at the actual cards, they're like totally terribly balanced and they're all over the place and like each faction gets its own cards and those cards are just terrible, right? And you're like, who who made this system of cards? Well, it, it, you know what? Maybe a good designer did them, but it was obvious that this is a, a system that they, they pasted on at the very, or they, they thought they could complete at the very end, right before they released it. And it's obvious it didn't get enough love, Yeah. right? And this is the way I feel like with a lot of their products is that last step, right? Even on products that I like with Apocalypse, like I still, I would still play Apocalypse. I don't think it's a garbage game. I'm like eighth edition, Um, (laughs) but they still lack polish when they get to, you know, that line in the low, in the Warhammer 40 K logo or that last bit command points, the, the codexes, which is, I feel like one of the biggest issues is the codexes seem it's like their second tier design team works on that. And they, so that a lot of that stuff just sucks. And oh, well. Games. I won't complain. However, I don't need another, need another game. <laughs> Lord of the Rings is the one thing, one game that I feel like there's a little bit of things that I guess could be better, but overall, I think Lord of the Rings is their best game by far. Yeah. It's the best design game. It's, their, it's one of their oldest rules, actually, that is still going strong. And it's like... Core design, tightness of rules is so much better. And part of it is because they're iterating over the things. They're not releasing stupid broken stuff every single time just to sell models, right? And maybe it's be, I I don't know why. Maybe it's because it's the same designer who designed the original thing. It can't be because I think it was Jervis Johnson. And I think he doesn't work for them anymore. So, So, but at the same time, I don't know. Like, I don't know why... Lord of the Rings seems so much more polished in terms of rules than uh, the Games Workshop core stuff. Maybe it was just another game to start with. 
And then they're like, oh, we want to sell this IP. Why don't we just take this really well-polished rule set from somewhere else and layer on Lord of the Rings to it? So it could have been like a development way ahead of time. So I listened to an interview mm-hmm. and I think it was a mix. Yeah. But I think actually he they designed it specifically for Lord of the Rings. But it was okay. like use the skeleton maybe of another design. Maybe it was supposed to be Warhammer, the new edition of Warhammer Skirmish, and then they're like, Yeah, we're gonna no use one, this. No one plays the skirmish yeah. versions, so let's just make a whole new game. Yeah, but but to my point, it's not like the core rules of a lot of their games are bad. Mm-hmm. So it's the iteration over those things that make it terrible, right? Yeah. So you would think that they would have already ruined Lord of the Rings by now. <laughs> but they haven't. I think it's their best game by far. I actually really enjoy playing that game. It's the best so in game. terms of new additions, what we often talk a lot about is whether they're willing to cut things out. Because mm-hmm. often you find that when like, the game gets too big, things start breaking apart. Yeah. And then one of the big issues is that like, the skew line and the number of things they have to balance has just become too large and for people to like, understand the game when there's too many things out there. Yeah, it's really part of the core problems. They need to take something away to make the game more manageable. Yep. Think you think they're going to do that in ninth? Well, they've already said they're not going to throw out the old codexes, so you can use your eighth edition codexes. So I'm going to say means, no. Yeah, that was my impression as well. So there, yeah, I I really. They're not yeah. ready to throw away all the old Space Marines yet. Yeah, that's the, the thing. That, that, that's the logical the step to happen, but they haven't. Yep. The player base. And it still seems like they still want to release new things and they want to add cool rules to sell them. Yeah. And, and you know, yeah, so to me, it just doesn't seem like making things balanced or, or fun. No, no, I guess fun in a vacuum, but making the game more fun and, or keeping the game fun for everyone and keeping the game balanced, I don't think that's a high priority no, maybe in not. the way they design things, right? It's not about, they don't really, it doesn't seem like they think about, what do you call it? The holistic nature of their changes. The overarching nature of them? Yes. They're like, they can well, see the specific nature of the problems with terrain. They can see the specific issue of the nature of like the command point structure. Yeah, that's said. a little bit easier to do. But the whole but, big picture of how everything combines together. Yeah, how the armies combine together. I don't think they really think that. I don't think that's even in their, maybe it is in their design document. But, you know, I was just talking to you earlier about work. Like I was overloaded with work recently. And so sometimes, you know, if you have too many things going on, down. some <laughs> stuff, even though you want to do it, it's just not done. And maybe that's, that's the thing. The command cards, maybe it's done by the good, good designers. But if it's done last and it has to be rushed because the, the design has to be completed and, and gone to printers by tomorrow, mm-hmm. things slips. You don't play test it because you literally didn't do it before the play test. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Until now. And you just be like, shoot, I have to finish this. Uh, the play testers said this was too powerful. Maybe if we change it this way, it'll be fine. And they're like, well, are we going to play test that? And then you say to them, well, is there time to play test it? Because it needs to be sent out in five minutes. And then you send it out five minutes. Mm-hmm. You roll some dice and you're like, this seems fine. And then you send it out, right? And so, I don't know. Like, one, one thing I, I, I'm surprised at compare, what, is when I compared it to League of Legends. Now, League of Legends is Riot Games, right? Sorry? Yeah. It's a video game. Haven't, haven't they done tons of, like, updates Exactly. They update every two weeks. Yeah, exactly. Insanely fast updating schedule. And I was playing Teamfight Tactics, which is like a, I don't know, it's called an auto chess kind of game where you kind of, it's it's like a mix between a um, card game and a, what do you call it? Miniatures game. It's almost like you, 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 so the card game is you're trying to collect your units, right? So you can buy units and you collect them, right? And then if you collect a set of the same unit, it becomes an even better version of that unit. And there's a maximum number of guys that you can use at any one time, right? So you're trying to upgrade them and you have a bench. And then you place them onto a board 
And then, but all you can do is set up. And then once you've done the setup, then they just auto attack, right? Mm -hmm. But depending on their abilities and where you place them, they're going to attack the right person or not, right? So you think about it in like, if you think about it in miniatures games, it's as if uh, you secretly do your deployment and they secretly do the deployment and you both reveal. And if you're right, you win, right? So there's still a lot of tactics actually, right? And there's, it's, it's not as crazy, right? But well, in some ways even more crazy because there's up to eight people playing. And so you, you need to set up your board uh, at not knowing which of the seven other people you're going to fight. Right. So you actually, but you can see actually what they're doing. So you, you actually don't do it secretly, but you can only see your screen and then you have to click on the other person's screen to see what they're doing. So when there's so set, like, is it like a countdown and by the end of the countdown, yes, to go? there's a countdown. Exactly. So there's cool. like a little bit of like meting for that. There's like some last second changes you can make. Yeah. Or you try and make at the very beginning. Exactly. Exactly. But when there's eight players, um, you, there's just too many people to meta against every single one. So you yeah. will choose, you'll look through and you'll probably choose the guys that you're really worried about to meta against them, but they're not necessarily worried about you, right? Mm -hmm. Because you might be a weak comp against them, right? Your composition of your units might be weak. So they're like, oh, well, I'm not gonna look at your guys. But if you do a better composition, you might actually do better against them. And, and the point of the game is not to win, it's to narrow the win, right? So basically that you don't want to lose badly, right? Anyways, so is this, this is all is this just because I really like this game. So I'd be talking. Oh no, that, that sounds like 40k to me. You just put your units on the board, and they stand there and they shoot things. Oh in front my of god, them. maybe that's why people like 40k. That would be okay. so much cooler, except for that fact that it takes two hours to resolve. <laughs> or no, it takes <laughs> five rounds. Apologies. Yes, yeah, it, it takes 30 seconds, less than 30 seconds in team fight tactics, and it takes two hours to play out your one round, <laughs> your your, mm -hmm. your composition setup in 40k yeah yeah so the but that wasn't my point i was just talking about it because i really like the game yeah. <laughs> but um, oh yeah we should play it we should play it sometime uh should try it out it's fun um we do games but okay fair uh but my point is they tweak it every two weeks and you know how you could you could argue that 40k has to change things or any kind of these miniature games have to change things to keep things interesting. Well, what the Le uh, League of Legends or Teamfight Tactics or like any of these Riot games do, they change it every two weeks. But to to continually, so they do both both of those things. They they change things to keep things interesting. And not every two weeks, but every like while, and then they tweak it every two weeks for balancing, right? Yeah. So it's almost exactly what we would think about in terms of a model. Like you'd almost want that as a model for your miniature gaming, except you don't want it to change quite as quickly, right? Because you know, in the video game, you can just switch things. You don't up. have to do anything. You don't actively have to go and rewrite yeah. your army. But I'll, but when you think about yeah, and yeah, exactly like having to look up. The, the differences because you don't have to assemble models, right? They're just there for you, right? You don't, if you were to do that for miniature gaming, then let's say you tweak the points and suddenly this guy doesn't have, like his army suddenly got, I don't know, a hundred points cheaper. And then he's like, well, I don't have anything to fill the hundred points with because I don't, I haven't painted anything. They can't even really play. They're not in my case. Or, I just showed up and now I don't actually have the, the, Yeah, exactly. So this is the kind of issue or the opposite, right? Where mm -hmm. now their, their army is too expensive and there's nothing they can do to replace, to swap in. That, that becomes yeah. an issue, right? So, okay. So you don't want to necessarily swap it every two weeks, but I'm just surprised how well it works with Riot constantly updating it. Mm -hmm. Well, we've talked before about Magic the Gathering, how they have like sets and sets come and go from circulation. Oh, like rotating? Yeah, like rotating sets. Mm -hmm. But they don't ro they rotate on a like two-year basis. Yeah, that was Mostly. more about War Machine though because they have you could you could group units. Yes. To be oh, the around same, right? yes. Yeah, I guess you could do the same thing for 40k. You could say all dreadnoughts are the same, but this season this dreadnought type gets a bonus. Yep. And and then that would get people ready for the fact that 
little oh, tiny true. space marines might get rotated out and make oh it work. and <laughs> maybe they'd be just become normal space marines all space marines are space marines and then sometimes tiny space marines get a bonus oh like this season tiny space marines are back and they have a bonus extra but not, small but not every everything you takes minus one to hit <laughs> hit them yeah it's like no all the types of tiny marines don't come back just your tactical squad came back uh, yeah, to be fair, that that's that's an interesting way to like keep things interesting. But what does this have to do? Why was I bringing this up? Video games. Oh. Video games and just, yeah, I have no idea. Maybe it's just because I wanted to talk about Team Fantastic because I've been playing it a lot. <laughs> uh, well, it's okay. You didn't convince me I'm still safe. Yeah. Um, what was it? Just, it's just because... So, so I mean, like, they should do more of those tweaks. No, no, they, I don't know. I actually don't so know eighth, remember why I was So 8th edition got a lot of its hype just based on the new models that were coming out. Yeah. Pretty accurate? I would say it is. That's what really caught my attention for it. But with yeah. 9th, yeah. they've already released a lot of the sisters, so that hype's not there. The Necrons, They are I don't releasing know. new units. They have, like, new Necrons, entirely new Necron line. Yeah, and new Primaris I, bikes and new Primaris whatever. They're basically replacing the rest of the, yeah. the Marine line. But like the, the Necrons were through okay. They don't like they but don't some jump people like Necrons. Like, well no, for some the people, people who like Necrons, but the literally because everyone plays Space Marines almost. But the change <laughs> to the Space Marines was really like, oh wow, this team is changing. Whereas ninth edition doesn't have that wow factor to the look of the models. Um yeah, it's kind of they're they're setting up, I guess, the, the Necrons as well the first big model whatever lineup change. I, I don't know. It's not, Here's it's the not thing: it's not it seems like world. a lot of people online, like from from some of the groups I'm on, they they got hyped. And I was like, really? Oh no! For for the Necron for players, like it's great. yeah, for them, I think they're like it's amazing, but it doesn't so impactful to the whole game do you, do you think that the ninth edition buzz like people really care as much as you would expect for a new edition no because it's not going to be so nothing looks like such a big overhaul as what happened in eight they, and, and the they kind of, people were kind of saying, expecting it because eight is kind of crappy right now there's too much patch upon patch which is why I'm surprised that they're still doing their whole codex thing. Maybe they just make too much money off selling the codexes. I can see my shelf and I have the codexes for my armies. So it worked on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Though I don't play the game really. Mm-hmm. I bought the codexes. I think I ran like for each of those armies, I played only a handful of games for each one. Yeah. yeah, this game is mediocre. All right, well. I think we just, that one word might have summarized our thoughts. For <laughs> <laughs> so so let, let's, let's go to, the, I guess, the last thing before we, we, we uh, wrap up. Yeah. So do you think that this ninth edition is going to be good or bad for 40K? Oh, I think it'll be good because it's fixing the current issues. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they were hatchable enough from uh-huh. just like FAQs. So. Okay. And I guess there's the general hype of a new edition. And do you think it's kind of needed because of coronavirus? Like, I feel like they need to time it well so that when ninth edition comes out, people are out, you know, out from, from coronavirus lockdown and they start, of, of course you can't just wait, I don't know, the year for everything to actually pass over, but people, people have to be out of coronavirus lockdown enough that they can actually play the game with their friends. Like I haven't seen you in face face to face in months. Right. So if if not edition releases right now, we're not going to be playing. And like the games that we're actually interested in playing with new editions, right. Frostgrave and infinity, very likely they're going to be released before we actually are out of lockdown fully. Um, Yeah. The question is like, if the game stores are back open, I can't, so this it's currently the beginning of June in mm-hmm. 2020. So by the time that the conventions start rolling around in 2021, like this is a late 2021 release for ninth edition, like around what? Gen Con. It's still no, here. It's gonna be this year. Really? Oh, you think it's gonna be this year? They, no, they never no, do. They don't take a year to release no. the edition. It's gonna be coming in like a couple months. 
they don't they don't announce things that that far out yeah the hype train trails off too quickly yeah so it's probably going to be i don't know august that would be when gen con is but now gen con is not in person so gen con has never been a big thing for 40k so there's probably some other convention maybe there's a warhammer world or something you could probably track track it to whatever time yeah but yeah so okay so you think it's going to be good i would say i would agree that with a caveat i think it'll be good for ninth edition uh, so for for 40k but it's not going to change the fundamentals and oh, no, it's not going to get new people. It's just going to satisfy. Uh, yeah. People. I don't think it's going to be like, I think like you mentioned, it's not going to be like eight, this big splash. They've already done their whole marketing re re change and the, the hype from that. They've spent that hype. And I think a lot of people are getting, what do you call it? Off the hype train, I guess. And realizing mm-hmm. that a lot of the fundamental issues with 40 K games, like Warhammer or uh, Games Workshop games is, is still there. Right. Yeah. A lot of the problems are still there. If you like the miniatures and you like the games, you'll still like the miniatures, still like the games. They're a little bit more responsive than they used to be, which is good, honestly. But the fundamental problems, like we said, like even the games that I like that I actually still play, right? Like Lord of the Rings. Oh, no, wait, that's not true. I just said Lord of the Rings is the one game where (laughs) the rooms are actually good. So actually, I realized nothing changes except for nothing has changed. So I still only play the one game and, and a little bit of Apocalypse that... That, that bucks the trend of the rest of their games, but it's not going to change. So I feel like... Yeah, they, they had some talk about making a smaller scaled down version of it, but mm-hmm. they didn't push that too hard, so I can't see them succeeding highly if they're not trying to make it a focal point and they're not trying to make it different enough. Yeah, and it's weird. I feel like they've kind of abandoned Kill Team, which is crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah, like oh, Kill they- Team... Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of Kill Team, but whatever. But to me, that is such a huge, um, what do you call it, market mm-hmm. to keep alive and to maintain well. Like, first of all, a lot of people that play Kill Team are not going to be, are people that are not going to play 40K, but they're still going to be buying Games Workshop models, right? And second of all, it obviously is the one of the uh, inroads to play the 40k where you get these pe- basically the people that play 40k are basically your whales and then kill team would should be like you know everyone else they, they kind of play and get in there and play so i'm just yeah if they built a version of the game where you could play just by like with one army box you buy that army box and that's the kill team no, like, there's no tanks in that. Like, you need one tank for it to feel like 40K. Oh, okay. Like, so the kind of like, like Infinity, the fact that you can run uh, tags. So a tag size, like a dreadnought size. Yeah, like, I agree. So you, can, so you can move 10 troops around inside of something. Yeah, it's weird that they did commanders for, 40, for kill team instead of dreadnought size stuff. Yeah. Because oh, a commander doesn't even make sense for a kill team. Why is a commander running around in your kill team? He's supposed to be the commander of an army. But if they really did push that like smaller scale version and let Kill Team take a back seat, that might be a good thing. I think maybe that's why they're sunsetting Kill Team and they're replacing it with this new smaller no, scale. No, I don't. I don't give them that much credit. So no. <laughs> <laughs> that would be somewhat smart. Yes. If it's like a no, small like size. Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it would, it would, basically, the small scale version would need totally different like missions. For the basis of the objectives, and it would need to be more based around like individual models accomplishing things rather than like you would probably also have to limit every model has to be like at maximum 25% of your force or something like that, or 20% of the force, which means every unit has to be maximum 200 points. Yeah, you can't take a there's no land raiders, there's no knights, there's no yeah, if it was like a thousand points or or less than that, let's say, Mm -hmm. and then 20 every unit is 20% then it's probably, you can probably do it. Yeah, then you could still keep using the existing codexes without having to just make a whole new list of points. But then you would have to I don't to know how you use the stratagems, which would be probably ridiculous. You just throw, yeah, throw all that. Come up with some new systems <laughs> for all that shit. Stratagems are just a terrible, ter- yeah. again, good design idea, terrible implementation. Mm-hmm. And 
the fact that they're not getting rid of the old codexes means it's going to stay that way. Yeah, to basically create a version of the game you can play in like an hour and a half. But yeah, I think an hour is probably yeah, maybe. Yeah, well, they're not going to do that. So overall, good, good. Ninth edition will be good for 40k. Not nearly as good as eighth edition was for 40k, and I don't think it's going to solve any of the fundamental problems. But that being said, it's still the biggest dog in uh, in the, the miniature gaming space, and I think it's going to continue to to do that. I don't think I think ninth no, edition this doesn't, this doesn't yeah. jeopardize that. So it doesn't jeopardize it or or change it or or improve it in any way. I don't think. Yeah. Okay. How about is ninth edition good or bad? And this is the last question. And we'll wrap it up. Uh, do you think that Warhammer 40,000 ninth edition will be good or bad for the wargaming uh, space as a whole? So I think what's been really good for the wargaming gaming space starting like maybe 10 years back is that 40K just shit itself for a while <laughs> and let and let other yeah, games so. like work their way in mm-hmm. as the new ideas could get out there for what makes like good rule mechanics for what makes good models for what makes yeah a lot more alternative cool. games started picking up and ha- they had room to breathe mm-hmm. 40k wasn't suffocating them yeah so the fact game, that 40- a lot of these games have come in right mm-hmm. and a lot of people i think have become more comfortable with third-party games yep. so yeah go on the since I don't think this is really going to change that dynamic. I think it's good overall for, well, it's basically, maybe it's back to just being mediocre. It doesn't really change much of anything. In fact, it's still, it's not going to draw so many more people in that it hasn't like, if they did something so amazing, yeah. they're like, oh, especially with that line and that logo, it could really, that line and that logos really could turn people off. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Everyone yeah. When, when they look and they're like, really? <laughs> You're going to put that line there, screwing up the topography. If a game doesn't have good like, topography for their, for their logo, is it the game really going to be well-designed? Yes. I'm telling you, there's a lot of people that are going to be, you know, Helvetica or die people. They're just not going to play it. They're not going to get mm-hmm. into 40K because of it. Well, it's okay. We're not, we're not meeting on in person to bitch about it, so it's fine. Yeah. So, yeah, sorry. So, go on. Oh, I basically think it's not going to make much of a change because it's not fundamentally changing 40K that much. So, I don't see it changing the overall gaming market. But but here's here's the thing. I guess this is like backtracking a little bit, but did you think 8th edition was good or bad for wargaming, the wargaming hobby as a whole compared to 7th? Because 7th was definitely killing 40K. So, the question is, as a whole, would it have been better? Like, eighth edition though came back with a vengeance. You're talking about the size, maybe the size of the tabletop gaming space is larger now because so it brought in so many people, right? And brought back so many people. The question yeah. is, how about everyone else? Like, we we have no investment in 40k at all, so we don't really care about the 40k portion of the the tabletop gaming hobby. Mm-hmm. We do somewhat like there's some nostalgia and there's some sort of like miniatures that we buy every once in a while, but like the actual game, we don't care about the health of that game really, because that's not our main game. We like I don't think you don't really care if the game dies, do you? Besides like mm-hmm. the health of the rest of the hobby, right? Yeah, I care so I only we... about 40k, you know, doing well in as much as it affects the rest of the hobby. In the fact that it supports the whole games, like the independent game store community by having yeah, people the around pains, buying, right? There's a reason why you have a, a big paint selection is because most people are painting 40K models. If yep. no one was painting 40K models, then would they really have that gi- those giant paint lines out there? And it takes a lot of paint to paint 40K, like giant models. <laughs> yes, exactly. Unlike skirmish games, so you know. Yeah. I only yeah, use it on so, paint because I use it on terrain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm starting to use it on terrain now. It's kind of fun. Uh, but so, however... I do think, I, I do wonder if the size of Ninth Edition were smaller, even inside the Games Workshop stable. Actually, it might be even better if the, inside the Games Workshop stable, Games Workshop games themselves were more diverse. 
Mm-hmm. So, for example, like, like I was saying, instead of 40K being this juggernaut where they put so much energy, if, it doesn't, if, it, if I didn't have the feeling like they were dropping Kill Team and Apocalypse, yeah. I think it would have been better. Because here's the reason why. Because you want a smaller fragmented hobbies of these, these games so that they're more likely to try out other games, right? Because if a Games Workshop hobbyist plays three or four different games, right? Let's say Necromunda, um, Kill Team, um, uh, Lord of the Rings, Mm -hmm. right? Then that's three. And I'll throw the last one, Shadespire, right? Then if they're, that's the type of things they do, they're already used to to picking up new games, trying things out, right? Mm -hmm. Then they're more likely to pick up the games that we're more likely to play, like Frostgrave, Gaslands, Infinity, Malifaux, like that makes them more open in my opinion. So, so with ninth edition, I kind of ideally selfishly, right? I would like if ninth edition did worse for games workshop so that they had to spend more time on on spreading out their, their uh, resources. Of course I don't want it to, to, to die because that would just kill Mm -hmm. our hobby spaces. So I think we've talked about new editions before, like a couple of times. Yeah, that it does sort of create a lull before that new edition comes out that people aren't quite as willing to invest in new models uh-huh. so much when they don't know whether it's going to still be around or whether it's going to be an effective piece uh-huh. or whether they're going to want to build a whole new army based on the new yeah. rules that come out. Or new so, rules and new models that often come out with new editions as well. Yes, yeah, so the people sort of take a breather before the new edition comes out. Because I know for Infinity, the new edition is supposed to come out around Gen Con in August and I'm taking a breather from creating new armies yeah, but that's mainly because my current army project has been bumped up in speed by the work at home status. <laughs> so you don't have to drive to anywhere. All of that time to gets to go into that. miniatures. Yeah. Yes. So I was planning on like not building anything new until that came out. And I'm sure you weren't planning anything too, too new either until the edition came out. Uh, there's code one that came out, which I assembled models yesterday. Yeah. Which is it's, yeah, it's kind of like an alternative way of playing the game, not not armies for that game. So I would say most people are going to take a lull until the new edition. So maybe they are more willing to look elsewhere until that edition drops. Yeah, oh, I guess I, I did say like ninth edition is the last thing, but the real last question is: Do you think COVID nineteen? <laughs> do you think that how bad how badly do you think it's affecting our hobby, and and do you think after we get out of this lockdown and can see each other, do you, do you think, uh, how long do you think it'll take for people to, you know, get back into the swing of things? You think it's going to be a serious blow? I think that now that people are fairly well connected, uh-huh. the internet and communities online, that's not going to be that big of a blow. Really? People gathering again, no. So you think everyone is just going to, you know, they're going to stay away until they're comfortable with seeing each other and then just going to come right back. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's optimistic. That's good. Nobody's like, I want to stay inside forever. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) maybe they realize that that the video games are, are the way they're like, I don't have to go outside. I don't have to risk disease. Whereas when I go out and see people, they're all like coffee and phlegmy. It's gross. Well, the basement of the game store is already basement <laughs> game game store basements were already kind of in that direction. So if you uh-huh. can accept that, yeah, you can accept the the slight increase in grossness. In grossness, yeah. Here's the thing: maybe now that people have stayed so long in quarantine, they're no longer okay with it. They'd be like, you know what? I kind of like not seeing anyone anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've decided I'm never going to go out again. I don't know. I was already that way inclined and it hasn't changed my mind. So. <laughs> Fair enough. If I'm already at the extreme of I can just sit here for days without talking to anyone. Meh. Oh my God, I don't think that sounds terrible. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, nah, although, although like there's been some days where I, like, I only talk to people at work and I'm just like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. This, maybe I don't want to talk to people at work just, just because there's too many meetings and I need more time just to get stuff done. Okay, now I'm just stressing out about work. All right, so I think this is as good of a time uh, to wrap up. 
about our talk about <laughs> Warhammer 40k, ninth uh, edition. Our thoughts yes. generally bad, but okay, but also <laughs> fine. Yep. Uh, if you have any thoughts or you want to disagree, and you're like, "What are you talking about? Warhammer 40,000 is the best game in miniature gaming ever." and you should treat it with more respect, then come and talk to us. Come find us on Facebook. Tell, it to our, tell us to our face or yes, virtual let us, face. Let us know what's yes. not totally mediocre. Yes, exactly. Um, I guess that's it. Uh, it's been Alan. It's been Brandon. All right, one more thing. So if you enjoyed that podcast and want to listen to more, you can find them over at DiceOverEverything.com or uh, on your favorite podcast app. And if you want to leave a comment, message, or ideas for like more podcasts from yeah, us, or just get in touch with us at Facebook and look for Dice Over Everything there. All right. Bye.